What is fatigue and why do fatigue and mental health issues often go hand in hand? And how can you relieve fatigue so you can learn how to improve your energy? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of Let's Talk About Mental Health and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about fatigue and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own experience of learning to live with anxiety and depression after a breakdown in 2011 that changed my life. Each week I teach you simple ways to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode, I'll be talking about what fatigue is, why understanding fatigue matters, and how to manage fatigue for the sake of your well-being. So, let's talk about fatigue. Back in 2004, turn-of-the-millennium pop sensation Anastasia sang, I'm sick and tired of always being sick and tired. Now, aside from the fact that 2004 seems like yesterday, but was almost two decades ago now, which makes me feel old and tired, Anastasia had a good point about how tiring it is to feel tired all the time. One of the most frustrating symptoms of many mental health conditions is fatigue, whether that's physical or mental fatigue or both. And it just so happens to be one of the main symptoms that I experience thanks to my anxiety disorder. I swear my catchphrase has become, why am I so tired? I'll chat a bit later about why anxiety in particular is so commonly associated with fatigue, but suffice it to say that I go through periods where I'm just randomly exhausted in the middle of the day for no particular reason. Weekends are particularly bad for me, probably because I don't have the structure of work on those days, And I can often be found on a Saturday afternoon, sitting up on the couch, sound asleep, having dozed off like grandpa after Christmas dinner, while still holding the remote and pointing it at the television. I've I've also learned the hard way that if I am feeling particularly fatigued on a work day, that I need to keep my home office as cold as I can tolerate in the afternoon, so I don't fall asleep at my keyboard and wind up accidentally deleting hours of work, which I have done on more than one occasion. Now, realistically, I'm not that old, so I shouldn't be falling asleep randomly in the middle of the afternoon, but sometimes the fatigue just gets the better of me. It's something I'm proactively working on at the moment, and so this is yet another example of a topic that I planned months and months ago coming around for me to work on at a time I need to work on it in my personal life as well. So let's take a moment to get ourselves in alignment with some definitions and let's talk about what is fatigue. The most common meaning of the word fatigue is tiredness. However, it's actually more a form of extreme tiredness. According to the Oxford Dictionary, It describes extreme tiredness resulting from mental or physical exertion or illness. So, fatigue in the broader sense refers to an overwhelming sense of tiredness, weariness, or lack of energy. It can be caused by a range of factors. Physically, it might be due to hard work, lack of sleep, or even underlying medical conditions. 
From a lifestyle perspective, things like prolonged stress, poor diet, and a lack of exercise can also contribute. It's not just about feeling sleepy. It's a deep and pervasive sense of being drained or having diminished energy. Mental fatigue is a bit different. It's often described as brain fog or feeling mentally drained. While physical fatigue is about bodily energy, mental fatigue affects your cognitive abilities. You might find it hard to concentrate, make decisions, or even remember things. Common causes include prolonged periods of mental activity, high stress, emotional distress, or underlying mental health conditions like depression or anxiety. And then there's emotional fatigue, often referred to as emotional exhaustion. You might feel drained, unable to cope, or find that you're less empathetic or caring than usual. You might also feel detached or distant from others, or maybe you feel less successful or effective in roles you've previously felt competent in, whether that's in your personal life or your professional one. Emotional exhaustion is something that can often happen when you're exposed to a prolonged period of emotional distress, heavy demands on your emotional energy, like traumatic events or interpersonal conflicts, fulfilling caregiving roles, going through changes and upheaval, etc. It's also possible that occupations which require a high degree of empathy, like nursing or counselling, might be particularly susceptible. Broadly speaking, fatigue can be associated with a number of common mental health conditions, including depression, anxiety disorders, bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, or obsessive-compulsive disorder or OCD. Plus, it's commonly experienced as part of physical conditions, including sleep disorders like insomnia or sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome or CFS, and more. Recognizing the signs of fatigue is crucial because it's the first step towards addressing it. Plus, it helps you be aware of what's going on so you can talk to a professional. Please never self-diagnose because there's always a strong risk that you think it's one thing, but it could actually be something else. Let the people with the eight plus years of medical training be the ones to make a diagnosis. I once said that to my mother when she was in hospital and she still thought she knew better than the doctor. She was wrong and he was right, by the way. So the moral of the story is to let the professionals do their job so that you get the treatment and support you actually need, not what you think you need. Let's talk about some of the common signs of fatigue, starting with decreased energy, because a clear sign of fatigue is when routine tasks suddenly feel like they require more effort than usual. Difficulty concentrating, where you might find your mind wandering a lot, or you have difficulty focusing on tasks you'd typically be fine with. Mood changes, where you may feel irritable, moody, or unusually emotional. A short temper or reduced tolerance levels can be early warning signs as well. Sleep issues, either sleeping too much, having disturbed sleep, or facing difficulties falling asleep can all be symptoms. Decreased motivation, 
If you're feeling a lack of enthusiasm for things you normally enjoy, it could be fatigue setting in. Physical signs such as yawning frequently, having heavy eyelids, or experiencing muscle weakness. Even headaches or dizziness can sometimes result from severe fatigue. Memory problems like forgetting things, misplacing items regularly, or difficulty recalling details may be associated with fatigue. Slower response times, like your reactions becoming sluggish mentally or physically, could potentially be a sign as well. Increased caffeine or sugar intake is another one. If you find yourself reaching for more coffee, energy drinks, or sugary snacks, it might be your body's way of trying to combat fatigue. And so can a decline in appetite or experiencing digestive issues. Because sometimes fatigue can either suppress your appetite or cause issues like an upset stomach. There are lots of others, but these are some of the most common ones. Obviously, we're all different and our circumstances are unique. So there's no clear cut way for me to say, yes, it's this or no, it isn't. A lot of the signs I listed are also associated with other conditions. So the only real way to find out for sure is to let your doctor make a diagnosis. The main thing to remember is that you know yourself better than anybody. So if something feels off or not quite right, then monitor the situation and talk to someone if things don't improve. You might find it helpful to keep a journal covering your sleep patterns, energy levels, and mood changes throughout the day. I have a daily reflection tool that can help you do that and it's linked in the episode description or available on my website at ltamh.com. So now let's talk about why understanding fatigue matters. And really, do I even need to state the obvious here? Well, I'm going to anyway. (laughs) You need to understand what you're feeling and why so that you can address it. Because being worn out and exhausted is no way to go about your business all day. Living in a state of constant tiredness diminishes your quality of life. By monitoring and addressing fatigue, you can start to regain a sense of vitality and joy in your everyday activities. Unaddressed fatigue can lead to unhealthy coping mechanisms like excessive caffeine intake, substance abuse, or risky behaviors. By managing it early, you can prevent unhealthy choices from taking hold. They have a tendency of growing and compounding over time, making your situation progressively worse. Something I mentioned in episode 179 about coping mechanisms. The other piece to consider here is that understanding what you're going through and why helps you with early intervention. Recognizing the signs of fatigue and its potential link to a mental health condition allows you to take action, and early treatment can often prevent conditions from worsening. The sooner you tackle the situation, the sooner you'll be able to find potential solutions. And bear in mind that your mental health isn't isolated from your overall well-being. Everything is connected. Chronic fatigue can lead to a host of other issues, including weakened immune response, impaired judgment, or even accidents. So taking care of it helps you have greater control and take a more holistic approach to managing your well-being. 
Okay, so I talked earlier about the physical aspects of fatigue. Now let's have a talk about how fatigue can affect you mentally and emotionally, starting with reduced cognitive function. One of the most noticeable effects of fatigue is the way that it can lead to a decrease in alertness, slower reaction times, and impaired decision-making. Tasks that were once straightforward might seem insurmountable, leading to frustration. Next, mood fluctuations. Chronic fatigue often goes hand-in-hand with mood disorders and can cause feelings of sadness, irritability or anxiety. Over time, this can put you at risk of developing conditions like depression or generalized anxiety disorder. Next, increased emotional sensitivity, meaning that small issues or comments, which might normally just be brushed off, might generate a much stronger, sometimes disproportionate emotional response. Next, decreased motivation. Fatigue can sap your drive and ambition. The tasks or hobbies you once loved can start to feel more like a burden, leading to a general sense of disillusionment or apathy. Next, increase stress levels. When you're fatigued, even the smallest of challenges can seem monumental sometimes. This skewed perception can increase your stress levels making the fatigue and its associated effects worse. Next, social withdrawal. You might begin to isolate yourself more as your energy levels drop, especially if social interactions start to feel more demanding. That can lead you to miss out on the therapeutic benefits of social connections, resulting in feelings of loneliness. Next, impaired coping mechanisms. Fatigue diminishes your coping abilities, making it harder to deal with setbacks and potentially leading to a sense of helplessness or hopelessness. Next, decreased enjoyment in activities. Fatigue can rob the joy from the activities you previously found pleasurable, leading to a flat and monotone experience of life. After all, without joy, life can tend to be beige and monotonous. So it's essential to address fatigue and other issues in order to be able to live life to its fullest. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to manage fatigue for the sake of your well-being. Okay, so I'll start with a broad one and that is to recognize the signs of fatigue and do something about it. Because like I said earlier, recognizing it is the first step towards addressing it. It's common for many of us to experience issues and just brush it off as a bit of tiredness or the result of being busy at work. But if you take a step back and look at your energy levels over a period of weeks and months, then you may see a very different picture. 
If you feel persistently fatigued, physically, mentally, or emotionally, or all of the above, then you need to take action, which means speaking to your doctor as soon as possible. I'm not trying to rattle your cage here, but some mental health conditions can go downhill fast. For myself, back in late 2011, when I was heading full speed towards my breakdown, I went from highly stressed to suicidal in the space of just two weeks. Now, I'm not saying that would be the case for everybody because it won't. Every situation is unique. But I will say that since then, I've come across many people whose condition worsened in a short period of time as well. So my point is, don't ignore it, but instead do something about it as soon as possible. Even if it turns out to be nothing major, and I hope that's the case for you, it's still much better to be safe than sorry. Okay, next, listen to your body, which means recognizing when you need rest. If you're feeling unusually drained, it might be your body telling you to slow down. So slow down. You can't fill from an empty cup, so rest. It's essential because pushing through can lead to burnout. Start with a quick body and mind check-in during the day, perhaps during your regular breaks, to gauge how you're feeling, and then adapt your day based on your energy levels so you can prioritize your well-being. One way to do that is with my next point, set boundaries and stick to them. Because you and only you are responsible for taking the time you need to look after yourself. And trust me when I tell you that not only will nobody do it for you, but other people will happily take your time and energy until you either reach a point of exhaustion or you firmly but fairly put your foot down with some clear boundaries. You cannot run on empty and you need to recharge your battery regularly. So set boundaries that allow you to focus on what really matters the most. Okay, next, offload your worries. And by that, I mean to actively get things out of your head to give your brain downtime. Try using a worry journal throughout the day where you can write down your worries instead of letting them go round and round in your mind and keep a notebook and pen next to the bed. If you wake up in the middle of the night with racing thoughts, write them down and resolve to deal with them in the morning. And they're rarely ever as important in the light of day than they seem at 2am. Okay, next, make time for hobbies. Because doing something you love can act as a refreshing break. Whether that's drawing, painting, writing, gardening, playing a musical instrument, crafting, the possibilities are endless. So find things you enjoy or are curious about and make regular time for them. Hobbies can be therapeutic and energizing, letting your mind wander and reducing mental fatigue. Next, incorporate regular breaks into your day, because breaking things up with short, regular breaks throughout the day can prevent the buildup of mental and physical fatigue, and it gives your brain a chance to rest and refresh. And bear in mind that continual work or activity without a break can actually lead to more mistakes and lower quality. 
Try implementing the Pomodoro technique where you work intensely for 25 minutes and then take a five minute break as a simple and effective way to introduce this practice. I covered time management last week in episode 202, so you'll find that helpful as well. Next, stay organized. Having a clear plan for your day or week reduces mental clutter and feelings of overwhelm. Like I said earlier, I covered time management last week in my podcast and video, so check that out for tips. Oh, and make sure you block out time for yourself instead of just focusing on everything and everyone else. You need time to recharge your batteries, and nobody can or will do it for you. Next, work on improving your physical health, because energy creates energy. So it might sound counterintuitive, but regular physical activity can boost your energy levels as it improves circulation and releases endorphins, which leads to a more alert and energetic self. You don't need to run a marathon. Even a brisk 30-minute walk, a short jog, or a dance session in your living room can do wonders. Moderate exercise, mindfulness practices, a balanced diet, and good quality sleep all help to manage and prevent fatigue. And while I'm at it, mind your posture. Sitting or standing in a slouched position can reduce your lung capacity and lead to feelings of fatigue. So stand or sit up straight and remember to stretch from time to time. Okay, next, stay hydrated. This may sound simple, but drinking enough water can play a vital role in preventing fatigue. Dehydration can lead to tiredness and reduced concentration. So keeping your body hydrated ensures that it functions efficiently. To maintain hydration, aim for about two liters of water a day. So about 68 fluid ounces or half a gallon adjusting based on your activity levels and the climate you're in. Just keep a water bottle at hand so you can sip throughout the day. Okay, next, work on your emotional health. Especially if you struggle with your emotional regulation, which I covered recently in episode 198, because that can help you to become more grounded and consistent, which makes you less prone to sudden bouts of worry and stress. That leads to my next point, work on your social well-being, because social connections can make a positive impact on your overall well-being, and they help to energize us, making you feel good and be more inclined to look after yourself. Also, seek support when you need it, and even when you think you don't. Talking to someone about what you're dealing with can reduce overwhelm and help you offload. Okay, next, spend time outside, because connecting with nature can be incredibly rejuvenating and invigorating, helping to create more energy. A walk in the park, time by the sea, or even sitting in a garden can refresh the mind. Why? Well, nature has a calming effect, naturally, (laughs) reducing stress and promoting a greater sense of well-being. So it's perfect for a reset or a pick-me-up or both. Okay, next, limit alcohol intake. So while a drink might seem to help you relax, alcohol can interfere with sleep patterns and lead to fatigue. The goal here 
enjoy in moderation. Consider setting specific days as alcohol-free or reducing the amount you consume. I covered alcohol in episode 191, and I highly suggest checking that out, especially if you tend to use alcohol as a tool to unwind. Okay, next, limit stimulants. Now, trust me when I tell you that nobody is getting between me and my morning coffee, but you have to be mindful of how and when you consume it. While caffeine might give a temporary boost, excessive intake can lead to crashes and disturbed sleep. Moderating caffeine consumption ensures that you get its benefits without the drawbacks. So limit coffee to the early part of the day and perhaps switch to herbal teas after lunch. Next, reduce your sugar intake. Because that sweet, sweet glucose is like crack. It'll give you a quick energy boost, followed by a crash. Instead, choose snacks with a balance of protein, healthy fats, and complex carbohydrates to provide sustained energy. Next, limit screen time. Because devices are like visual crack, addictive and always demanding your attention. Prolonged exposure to screens is particularly before bedtime, can disrupt your sleep and increase fatigue, especially since the blue light they emit can interfere with melatonin production. Try adopting the 20-20-20 rule during the day. Every 20 minutes, take a 20-second break and look at something 20 feet away. That's about 6 metres. In the evening, consider using screen filters or reducing your screen time altogether. And even better, put your devices away for at least half an hour before bed and just read a book. You know, those strange things made out of paper. Okay, next, take power naps. Because a short nap, around 10 to 20 minutes, can provide a quick energy boost without leaving you feeling groggy. The trick, however, is not to nap for too long or too close to bedtime as it can disrupt your sleep. Next, consider supplements. And I say this with a big note of caution because it's best to get your nutrients from whole foods. But if you suspect you may have a deficiency, for example, in vitamin D, iron or magnesium, then supplements might help, especially if you live in an area with a long and dark winter. But please consult with a healthcare professional first. And that does not mean Dr. Google or the Facebook School of Holistic Medicine. Supplements serve a purpose and can make a positive difference, but a proper diagnosis needs to be made by a proper professional instead of just popping a pill and expecting that that will magically change everything. And you can find tips on how to deal with anxiety and fatigue in my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to fatigue and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Fatigue can be exhausting, creating a vicious cycle of negativity that will wear you out. Instead of letting extreme tiredness hold you back from living your life, Experiment with tools and strategies to find ones that work for you so you can improve your quality of life and your energy levels. Start small and build over time. 
And you'll see that even the simplest of changes can lead to significant transformations. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week, I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, Don't let fatigue consume you. Take a break and recharge your batteries. Let me repeat that. Don't let fatigue consume you. Take a break and recharge your batteries. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about spirituality. There are so many different belief systems in our world, many of them leading to conflicts and wars over whose version is right. And yet we seem to forget the simplest type of spiritual well-being that there is. The knowledge that we are part of something bigger than just ourselves and our day-to-day lives, all of which helps you to see things differently. So next time, I'll be talking about what spirituality is and what it isn't, why spirituality matters for good mental health, and how to explore your spirituality for the sake of your well-being. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 5th of November, 2023. For more tips, watch my weekly video on YouTube and subscribe to my newsletter, Thursday Thoughts. Plus, find me on Instagram at LTA Mental Health, where I post daily, along with my other account, It's Jeremy Godwin, full of tips for better mental health. And support my work, plus get early access to ad-free episodes on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description, or just visit LTAMH.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com. 